This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Focus is. Which focused? <laughs> I, says, I think it's, I, I haven't. Look. And that opens Saturday Night Live, and that opens Wake Up Mid-Missouri here on 93.9, the Eagle and News Radio, 104.5, KWOSAM. 950. Some interesting facts there. Biden, when he was uh, born, there were no highways. Bought his first computer when he was in his his 50s. And a lot of this has to do with what Biden said towards the latter part of last week. And he said this, and, and we covered this a little bit on, uh, on Friday. And John, how did how did it strike you? Biden, by the way, very small event saying we're, we're, we're closer to nuclear Armageddon than when we had been since the 60s, Bay of Pigs, uh, Cuba. What was your reaction? That's stark, huh? What about you, uh, Hollisworth? What was your reaction? You know, uh, gee, uh, is John, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Hold up. Let's yeah. stop. Let's do this. Let's start the tape over. Here we go. Uh, here, no, here, here we go. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. We're going to reverse this. All right. All right, now we've reversed the tape. All right, Marshall, that's from Saturday Night Live, by the way. Uh, Biden, uh, when he was born, no interstate, didn't buy his first computer until the age of 16. This centers really around what happened, what he said. And this whole thing, it threw me off. Now, I'm a child of the 80s. I grew up in the Cold War stuff. I grew up, oh, there's a nuclear bomb coming. Put your hands over your head and hide underneath the desk. But teacher, is a bomb? Is a desk going to protect? Just shut up and do what I tell you. Because that's what teachers did, mind you. Shut up and they didn't want you to question anything. Put your <laughs> hands over your head, climb under the desk. desk. Don't worry. Bomb ain't going to hurt you. It's not going to happen. But I'm wondering now, is a lot of the news a lot of the news over the weekend spent cleaning up biden's comments we were wondering about this on friday but the one key piece that we did not have here on wake up mid-missouri was producer hannah here you're talking to three dudes that basically we grew up in the cold war era we got scared we put our hands underneath the school desk and put our hands over our heads because that was going to save us from a bomb makes no sense makes no sense but that's what they did in schools and it's still what they do in schools a lot of what they do in schools matter of fact columbia public schools makes no sense tonight they are clamping down clamping down on public comment they don't want to hear from the parents makes no sense what we've been doing in schools for a lot of years i got a nephew who's going to william woods and he's having to take this military stuff because he's in the army he's already finished boot camp but part of what he's got to do is take classes they are forcing on this farm kid from outside of troy missouri it's called sexual ethics or something like that making him forcing him no if somebody wants to be referred to as a chick you have to and my nephew who's very smart and 21 says no, I don't. <laughs> I don't have to do that. Well, if you want to be in the middle, they're teaching, forcing, cramming it down your throat. You have to identify. With, I want to be identified as boss. Hannah, how many people on the show call me boss? Um, Including you, one. That's right. Because <laughs> nobody will do it because they have that right to not call me boss. You know why they don't call me boss? Because I'm not the boss. You know why I'm not going to refer to Hannah as a dude? Because she's not a dude. I don't care how much she asks for me to refer to her as a dude. 
I'm not calling her a he, him dude. It's like, I want to be called a boss. I'm not a boss. Same thing. And he's in school. William and Woods, they have a class. And this is what they are teaching in schools and forcing it out. And these kids, they think, oh, my God, if the teacher's saying it at the school that I'm paying 40 grand a year for, I better start. And it's complete and utter BS. It is absolutely ridiculous. They're doing that at the Air Force Academy, aren't they? Doing it. They're doing it in the armed services. They are telling you. Uh, you got to do this. Even though they're not, we want you to lie. So the first, the first tenet that we are teaching a lot of these people in the military, lie. Bend your values. Uh, but a uh, commanding officer, it's not a chick. It's, it's a dude. I don't care if they want to be referred to this. Then it should apply here. I demand that you refer to me as the boss. Guess what's going to happen? How would you feel, Brian, about calling me the boss knowing that I'm not really the boss? I don't think I'd call you the boss. I don't, I don't Hannah, think I would. How would you feel? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> right. Same thing with genders. If you say you're a dude and you're a chick, I'm not calling you what you think you are. I'm just simply, it's that simple. But they're forcing it in schools. And then the kids, they graduate to schools. And then they get our J students. They get on the local TV and they do the same. And then they wear the name tags. Hi, my name is Sheena and I refer to as she. No kidding. That's what I was going to refer to you too. Damn the luck. We must be on the same page. Uh, so Joe and Biden. I was married to the former governor. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Sheen, I guess. Joe Biden and uh, comments he made, like in a room. So here's the thing that bothers me, and I want to get Hannah's take on this because she grew up in a different era. But we're you know, Biden to say some incredibly dangerous, dim-witted comments about we're closer to nuclear war than we've been since the Bay of Pigs, Cuba, back in the '60s. Said. First of all, if it were that serious, I'm guessing he wasn't going to be saying this at a cocktail party, a little fundraiser. He may have come out and had Karine Jean-Pierre step aside from the podium. He may have gotten up there, forgotten a few words, and said, oh, by the way, we're close to nuclear Armageddon. He's not going to say it at a little party. But I think he says these things because we know that is one of the tenets of progressives. Scare people. Fear people into submission. Obviously, COVID, that's an easy example. Fear people into submission. Fear them into submission. Make them scared. That way they are more likely to do what you say. I liken it to a parent-child relationship. You fear your kids into doing what it is you want them to do. And that's what these people are doing. And how people are voting for them, uh, I, I just don't believe it. But I want to ask Hannah, because Marsh, we covered, you first heard these comments from Biden last week. Your reaction? Well, I kind of saw where he was coming from just because of all the saber rattling from uh, from Putin and all that. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't buy into it like you and I discussed mm -hmm. last week. It was like, man, we, we were right there literally at ground zero. I grew up Whiteman Air Force Base with 150-minute man missiles, you know, so there was no... You know, there were there were no questions about uh, the outcome of something like that. But I think I think with all the uh, reeling it back in, we're seeing he kind of overreached. Oh, and there was a lot of reeling it back in over the weekend. As a matter of fact, Defense Secretary 
Lloyd Austin, Jake Sullivan with the uh, NSA and Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State. Uh, like they caught a big old fish. Whoa, they could not reel that thing as quickly as they wanted to. I don't see anything right now that, that would lead me to believe that he has made such a decision. We do not presently see indications about the imminent use of nuclear weapons. We are looking very carefully to see if Russia is actually doing anything that um, suggests that uh, they are... Um, contemplating the use of nuclear weapons. To date, we've not seen them take uh, these actions. So everybody, whoa, 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 what the, pre- I know he's the president, and but just, just ignore him. If you listen to all three of those comments, is one, one thing that's very obvious, talking points were written for those three. That's <laughs> yeah. the way, that's, that's exact. I mean, they all had very, very similar message points, which is not totally uncommon. I do remember um, and I think you, John will probably remember, certainly Brandon, you will Ronald Reagan when he was president in the 80s was was on a microphone. He was going to give a he was going to give a, a radio address and he thought it was a closed uh, closed microphone. He didn't realize it was going oh, up. Yeah. And he, he basically said, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, I have, you know, I've just signed legislation outlawing Russia forever. We begin bombing in five minutes is what the president said. And he was, he took enormous criticism for that. Now, I believe he did apologize. He said it was a joke, but it did, uh, you know, that did. But he, when that happened that, in the mid 80s, it was a, well, we, that were, was, we were already fearful. That was, a, that was a really, yeah. That, and that was, that got a lot of, that got more attention, I think, than this one did maybe just with everything going on the still there's hurricane coverage but but uh, definitely the administration clearly walked that back but clearly talking points from those three uh and because of when that came out yeah uh it it was something that rightfully it, it, it frightened us so now i want to get hannah's take hannah 22 year old college grad mizzou holds a very fine degree in agriculture and has utilized that here on wake up mid missouri and for that we are incredibly grateful you hear biden's thing saying we're closer to nuclear armageddon than we've been in some 60 years like how do you react to that i mean at first it's a little scary but I just kind of keep in mind who's saying it. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. though, yeah. he's been very wrong before. Yeah. And it's just hard to fully invest myself in anything that this guy says. So I don't know if I'm 100% concerned. Uh, and then the other thing I wonder is, let's say day comes when something serious is happening. And, like, we ought to be paying attention. And then what are we going to do? We're going to do like Hannah. Oh, that's just Joe. Like the boy who cried wolf, right? Yeah. He's just saying stupid stuff. Again, their reputation precedes him. So that was the big thing on the national spotlight, really, on the the stage um, over the weekend. Just, yeah. He's just nothing doing here. No, no, no reason to be afraid. A lot of these folks from his own administration. It's like, you know, I used to think every morning whenever Trump was president, I'd wake up and I'd have pick up my uh, old droid phone. Six years old now at this point. A dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. It's legendary. It's legendary. And uh, and I'd see all these news alerts. Trump said this. Trump tweeted that. Trump. And I'd be like, oh, great. What am I going to have to do to back Trump today? And now you get up and it's like, oh, Joe said this. Joe said that. How are we going to make America not go into a panic because of something that our president, who just simply is simply... 
He's just not all there. Uh, and he's got people like we saw yesterday, like we saw a couple of weeks ago, when he said something uh, just outlandish. They spend the next day cleaning it up. Welcome into the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. They're owed that. They soup. They're not owed that. Tommy Tuberville. Republican senator asserting that Democrats support reparations for the descendants of enslaved people because they think the people that do the crime are owed. That that happened at a rally Saturday evening in Nevada along with President Trump. That is getting us into today's daily D.C. rundown. And a lot of folks say, well, that's true. Uh, you look at the number of people that steal things. You look at, you know, if you want to, because listen, uh, the far left, they play the race card. They, okay, then let's play it all the way through. Let's look at who's committing these thefts. Let's look at who's saying these things. This is not a racist thing. This is a thing about facts and numbers. And Tommy Tuberville, right on there, his comments, part of a broader critique in the final weeks prior to the November the 8th election, 29 days until the election when control of Congress is at stake, and about how Democrats have responded to rising crime rates. They haven't. Over in Illinois, you know what they're trying to do? No cash bailouts. You get arrested, we let you go. Uh, I think there's 102 different counties in there. 100 of the county prosecutors said, no, 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 no. We don't want no, no, no cash bill. We don't want that. Doing it anyway. Uh, Tuberville's remarks, according to the Associated Press, uh, about reparations plays into stereos, uh, stereotypes about black people committing crimes. It does not. It fits into facts. Listen, if you have a set of facts, all right, X number of people of this gender of the... Listen, car insurance... You know what? Here's why stereotyping works. You know, if you're a chick, you get a better rate on your car insurance than I do. Why? Because they stereotype based on facts. That is the truth. There is no way around it. Um, They're not soft on crime, said Tuberville. They're pro-crime. That's actually maybe a better way of putting it. They are pro-crime. They want crime because they want to take over what it is that you have. Meanwhile, Democrats predicting abortion would be Senator Catherine Cortez Masto's saving grace in Las Vegas. But inside Nevada's crowded union halls, uh, there are signs that outrage over the Supreme Court's decision to dismantle abortion rights, which it would not do. They're simply saying it's up for the states to decide. Associated Press still has this wrong. Supreme Court's decision did not dismantle abortion rights. It said it's up to the states. Uh, but the thing in Nevada, well, you know, maybe abortion is not as big of an issue as the economy. So that's leaving Cortez Masto as the Senate's most vulnerable Democrat in the final month of volatile midterm election year that we are in the midst of. Her predicament is the starkest example of the challenge facing Democrats nationwide as they try to capitalize on anger over the abortion ruling. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. You know, I can deal with your problem or I can rock out, but I cannot do both. We're an American man. It's out on the bus driver from The Simpsons. <laughs> and I don't know why it seems appropriate on a news program here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and News Radio 1045 KWOS 950 AM 950. Uh, but apparently Jefferson City Schools working together to combat the effects of a nationwide bus driver shortage that's hitting Jefferson City. 
Uh, is something you've been covering, John? It's been a real challenge here, and then, uh, you know, that tied into that, albeit it wasn't one of the regular bus drivers, the incident we had over at Jefferson City High School a month or so ago, where the where the bus driver thought he apparently had the bus parked and had the, uh, <laughs> had the volleyball girls getting on the bus, and it rolled away and crashed into a parked truck and a dumpster. So they're... they're getting bust right don't just don't have nobody's got enough employees it seems like everybody wanting jobs where's jobs there's plenty of jobs out there still cannot figure out i don't even know if people like randy tobler host the randy tobler show weekday afternoons four o'clock here on the radio station pretty smart guy i don't know anybody's been able to put together is it fair to say well a bunch of folks they're just waiting for the next best next best thing why do i have to wait why Why do I need to, I can wait for my dream job, whatever that dream job is. I'm going to keep asking for more money and more, I don't need to take this job right now uh, to hold out for something good because something better is coming along because that's the way the economy is and nobody wants to work and we can't get these jobs filled unless, here's a question we've asked 50 times that I don't know that we've ever gotten a cold hard answer on. And by the way, you can answer. We would love to hear from you. 874-9390. 874-9390. As I think another 17,000 illegal immigrants shipped to New York, which is the appropriate thing to do. They are a sanctuary city. Guess what the mayor of uh, New York is doing now? Now that you've got 17,000 illegal immigrants shipped there again. It's a, it's, a, it's a sanctuary city. It's what they're there for, right? Now he's claiming, state of emergency. What am I going to do? Make them all bus drivers. <laughs> yeah. Let them drive the school buses. Make them drive the buses. Solve two, solve two problems. That's what you do. And before you get all hoity-doity and self-righteous and you get that plaque and you frame that plaque and you hang it up in City Hill that says... City Hall says, look at us. We are a sanctuary city. Our flatulence smells like roses. We are good people because we... Holy crap, they're here? Because that's what they're doing. They they like to... It's They're fake people. They really are. There's nothing worse than a fake person. We have them in our lives. Somebody who walks around all highfalutin and tough, and I this, and I that, and this, this, this. You could maybe say Herschel Walker is one of those. I don't believe in abortion, and he gets tabbed. Well, yeah, you do. Not only do you believe in it, you've had abortions done for girlfriends. But that's what these people... These people are no different than Herschel Walker. New York City, Martha's Vineyard, you put the thing up, uh, whether it's like... Herschel Walker campaigning against abortion, against abortion. Well, no, you're not. It's like New York City and Martha's Vineyard. We're sanctuary cities. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not really. Oh, we have the plaque. (laughs) (laughs) But the plaque right here at the city hall, it says right there, we're sanctuary cities. But your actions do not follow through. You can tell me whatever you want, but it's your actions. You can say you're this, you can say you're that, but if your actions ain't backing you up, that's how people are going to judge you. And now the mayor of New York City is saying, oh my God, we need some help. After chastising border counties in Arizona, New Mexico, California, and Texas, chastising them, well, you're racist. That's why you don't want the illegal immigrants there. No, we don't want them here because it's causing massive problems. And I love this. New York mayor, uh, uh, the mayor of New York, his name is Eric Adams. And he's and I think San Antonio is one of the latest cities to bus a bunch of illegal immigrants to New York City. 
And the mayor of New York, Adams, uh, mayor of New York, Eric Adams, is saying, why are you busing them here? Why are you busing them here? And it was the mayor, I think, of San Antonio who said, hey, they came to uh, 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 America. They didn't necessarily come to New York City or San Antonio. These are illegal immigrants coming to America. You're part of America. You are a sanctuary city. We are going to give you what you want, and we are going to give these illegal immigrants what they want. You're a sanctuary city. They're coming to America, not necessarily San Antonio, Texas, New York City. You are part of America. Good for the, but now state of emergency, because they can't handle it. It's hard to be a sanctuary city. It's easy to say stuff. It's easy to say, where are this, where are that? Like my grandfather would always tell me, Marsh, don't, don't tell me what you're going to do. Show me what you're going to do. And we see these cities like Philadelphia and Chicago and New York City, and they're getting busted on this. We're all these, look at me, I'm so, it's like, I would say it's like dating. And I know you probably haven't dated in a while. How long have you and your wife been married? Uh, long time, yeah. long time. <laughs> but when you met, let me start with, uh, with Hannah. You had some conversations with the dude that you are now going to marry and start a family with, which I think is just a, a just a spectacular story. But I guess you have some conversations before you actually meet. Yeah, I mean, I think we probably talked on the phone and texted and things like that yeah. for a good three, four weeks and before you, we even met in person. And you all say stuff about you in the text and conversations. I'm yeah. This, I'm, yeah. yeah, we had a lot of, you know late night heart to hearts yeah. on the phone right away and then you meet and did the action back up the words yes yes and that's the difference here these cities they talk and talk we're sanctuary cities we're this we're that but they're not like hannah and bde brandon uh what's his middle initial d bde oh. they, they got no bde <laughs> Not backing up what he's talking about. See, Mr. BDE. Not this again. B is are that are is that his initials? BDE. Yes. Uh, Mr. BDE. He's yeah. very energetic. Very energetic. <laughs> Walks the talk, man. He he says it. He means it. Martha's Vineyard. No BDE. <laughs> New York City. No BDE. OMG. OMG. <laughs> man. Well, look at uh, how popular the uh, the sanctuary city movement was back in the day, and then we what well, we just had the soundbite the other day from Barack Obama saying, "Oh, we've got five hundred thousand mm -hmm. immigrants coming in, and now what is it? it's over a million? Yeah, it's it's far surpassed what it is. There is no problem until they get to these white, affluent, progressive cities. Now all of a sudden." It's a problem. Hey, wait a minute. What are you doing? Yeah, just keep them down in Texas. And Nancy Pelosi, her, well, we need to keep them here. They got to pick the crops. Uh, and it's, and I still wonder, and I, and I don't blame people here locally, whether you're in Callaway County, uh, Boone, Cole, but I wonder like, okay, if we're against illegal immigration, but we need people to do jobs, especially like in Boone County, the place is booming. You can go out along some of the main highways in Jefferson City and see how much growth is being made there. And we need workers. We need workers. Would you be willing to hire if you cannot find? We're doing stories all the time 
Restaurant had to close today. Restaurants closed this week. This business is closed. They simply do not have enough people. You probably have even seen it. You're going to places and like Walmart now, they're completely getting away from the human cashiers. It's all the, it's all self checkout. It is. Uh, <laughs> if, and I don't Here like go it. the old guys again, <laughs> griping about self checkout. I use them all the time. Would these, uh, would these businesses, let's say you, as, as, as a business owner, good family values, good American values, uh, we love immigrants, but we want you to go through the legal process. Nothing wrong with that. But, man, I got to get this deck built. Do I hire illegal immigrants so that I make money, so that I keep my customer happy? Do you do that? We never get answers for that question. 874-9390. Fort Worth Police Department. They're having a hard time recruiting for police officers. And we've heard, I'm guessing, John, we've heard all the, you know, you get, it's almost not worth saying anymore. Paid time off, medical, dental. We know Everybody's offering that right now, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yes. We, had, we had Jefferson City Chief Eric Welding in talking yeah. about that very thing the other morning. Uh, police Department in Fort Worth. Law Enforcement Agency. This is their recruitment ad. Well, howdy, folks. Officer Big B here. Are you looking for a new job? Are you ready to try something new that'll make a difference in doing something really great? Well, come join us here at the Fort Worth Police Department. We're hiring and we got it all. We got your patrol vehicles. We got your explorers. We got your Tahoes. And we even got your F-150 responders. Say what? Now, currently, you may not have squad. But come join us here at the Fort Worth Police Department because we've got SWAT. Yes, sir. We've got your armored vehicles. We've got your Bearcats. While these big machines here takes a licking, keeps on ticking. So they're doing this whole canvas like an obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. It's like an obnoxious used car ad that you would find in the panhandle of Texas. But they're saying, dear God, please come work for us because we can't find anybody to come work for us. Definitely grabbing some uh, attention, though. I wonder if they used the same folks that did Trudy Bush Valentine's <laughs> <laughs> campaign song. Who is in town this weekend, Corey Bush. In town this weekend, Corey Bush being protected by law enforcement, despite the fact that she wants to defund them. I thought that was a remarkable, un, not unexpected. We knew that was uh, going to happen. Coming up over the weekend uh, movie, uh, week two, and it's bombing at the box office. And it's your fault. I didn't see it either. It's my fault. Hannah, did you see bros? I did not. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. It will outlaw Russia forever. We begin bombing in five minutes. <laughs> oh, God. That, I don't remember what year that was, Marsh. Offhand. Well, obviously, it was the 80s. And Reagan was getting ready to do, I don't know, maybe he was doing his fireside chat. He is an old radio guy, you know. He's yeah. Radio guys when they think the mic is off. And I won't go any further than that. But Oh, yeah. yeah. You get a radio guy and the mic is off and he's doing a sound check. <laughs> we'll it can, do. Be a, can be a little uh, PG rated, right? I'm pleased to tell you today that I've signed legislation that will outlaw Russia forever. We begin <laughs> bombing in five minutes. 
And then Joe Biden says, uh, we're closer to the brink of nuclear war than we have been since the Russian, uh, since the Cuban-Russian uh, missile crisis. Well, how about that time that uh, Mr. Reagan was goofing around on his fireside chat? And that was kind of funny, not funny, because, again, you got to go back to that moment in time when we were coming home from school watching movies like The Day After, when we were doing drills in school. Little Mr. Marsh, put your hands over your head and hide under your desk i could understand hiding over your desk here's the part i didn't understand john and then put your hands over your head is that supposed to be an extra layer of protection after we if a bomb is coming a bomb a nuclear bomb is coming to my school at whiteman air force base or at bill air force base where i was in california under the desk okay maybe at the very minimal skeensy weensy bit of protection but oh if i clasp my hands over my head I'm safe. I just never understood that. I'm still scarred by it. I think the Department of the Air Force owes me some reimbursements. Right. Reparations, man. Yep. Reparations. Run one of those TV ads. Were you a victim of <laughs> hiding under your desk for nuclear warfare? And but- then they make you drink the tainted water. <laughs> by the way, has anybody uh, heard about the, uh, Did you? I don't know if you knew this or not, but the water at Camp Lejeune, it's bad. I have hardly ever watched cable, and I have seen that ad a gazillion times. (laughs) Has anybody not seen those commercials? Camp Lejeune, if you were at Camp Lejeune during the... Apparently, uh, tanks leaked, and and it it emitted all these foul chemicals into the water, and and this year Congress said, yeah, you can go after and sue them. And here's what I don't understand, because also, from back in our day, John, I remember living in a cinder block home in the desert in Tucson, Arizona, while my parents were stationed at an Air Force down there, and they tried painting these cinder block homes that were all in a row in a, I always say it was in a desert, it was flat, brown dirt, and they would paint it and this paint would chip, chip off and peel off because and me and my brother would be there standing in the corner eating paint chips off the wall <laughs> are you for real yes you know Explains a lot i was it? gonna say it makes sense things are making sense now we were eating the peeling off the paint and eating lead paint just eating chips of it and your mom and dad would come by and my brother would be in one corner and I was over here in the other corner and we were just like, and my parents would say, now what are you doing? Oh, we're just eating lead, uh, eating the paint off the wall. And they'd go, well, okay, dinner's ready at five. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fill up on the paint. Don't fill up on the lead paint chips. It Doesn't lead paint taste sweet or something? That's why kids are drawn to it. I'm trying to remember. It had a. Uh, it had some kind of fascination uh, with it. It did have some peculiar taste. And then whenever we would, and it depends on the color of the paint chips we were eating off the walls. Like if it was lime green. <laughs> We would hope that it tasted lime green. Jesus. And if it was brown, hey, Evan, maybe this maybe this lead-filled paint chip, maybe it tastes like chocolate. Ben, via text 874-9390. I've gotten 80 emails for Camp Lejeune Water. Crazy. Jim, put your heads between your legs. Kiss your goodbye. Yep, heard that one, too, uh, over the years. My God, yes, we know about the water at Camp Lejeune. That's what's going on. <laughs> uh, has anybody heard of the move? Uh, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. John Marsh, producer Hannah. I am Brandon Rathard. Staff's back coming up next Monday. Anybody heard of the movie Bros? I've seen it, like previews for it and stuff. Yeah, I saw watch the trailer and 
said, nope, not going to see that one. Sorry, not I personal. actually thought it was about Brandon Rathert and John Marsh when Rose, I first saw it. I thought it was based off stage. of a true story. <laughs> uh, so it's a movie, and it's bombing at the box office. And one of the makers of the film, Billy Eichner, is saying, if you have not seen this movie, you I'm are... going broke. <laughs> He says we're homophobes because we choose not to see it. It's a movie about a bunch of gay dudes, I guess. And so there's a lot of people that just, I don't want to see it. Uh, there's nothing in it for me. Uh, maybe if it were a good comedy and the characters were gay, okay, so that's fine. But it's a movie about in your face.